Shalom, everyone. Praise the Most High for you all joining us today on this Shabbat day, this Sabbath day. Shabbat Shalom. Amen. So we're going to um, do the Shema uh, while, we're, while we're alive, and then we're going to uh, go into prayer. Amen. And blow the show for us. So we're going to do the Shema. Start off. Shema Yisrael, Yahuwah, Shema Yisrael, Yahuwah, Echad. And Baruch Shem Kevo Mahuto, and Baruch Shem Leolam Bayen. Shema Yisrael Yahuwah Eloheinu, Shema Yisrael Yahuwah Echad. And Baruch Shem Kevo Mahuto, and Baruch Shem Leolam Shema Yisrael Yahuwah Eloheinu, Shema Yisrael Yahuwah Echad. And Baruch Shem Kevo Mahuto, and Baruch Shem Leolam Shema Oh, man, hallelujah. Do you still remember the song? By heaven so. Let's do that. By heaven so. Aharon. By Omer Moshe. Kuma Adonai. Veyafusu yoivecha. Veyafusu mizanecha. Mi panecha. salvation <clears throat> thank you y'all for keeping us and helping us throughout this day it's a day of rest and y'all thank you for our Torah class that we've had today that was a great one uh, we've learned so much learn how to trust in you learn how to be obedient to your word and not doubt not not go contrary hold you in contempt or even act presumptuous y'all but we learn to be obedient and walk in trust in spite of the opposition in spite of how things look or even in spite of how we feel. So we thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for showing us your compassion, your loving kindness, your said toward us, y'all, your grace, and keeping us, y'all, our minds. So we praise you. We ask you today as we get ready to learn your word that you will open our understanding, help us to grow in our trust, help us to show you our love through communicating it actively, not just saying it out of our mouths. Help us to be convicted, y'all, of sin and live righteous and holy before your presence. We thank you and we praise you in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. <clears throat> Ha 
Hallelujah. Amen. Praise y'all. Amen. Do y'all remember the SKU? Yes. Let's, let's, let's try. We're going to try one more song in Hebrew, then we're going to do the count of Omar. You ready? Es kaihi la makazi kimba veto mecha meusha. That's how we know. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. Well, praise Yah. Amen. This is day number thirty-five of County Omer, uh, week five. Uh, day 35, and our uh, attribute 5 is humility and devotion. Humility and devotion. So we praise you, O Yah, our El, King of the universe, who has sanctified us by Yahshua, the Messiah, our eternal Redeemer and Savior, and commanded us to counter Omer. By faith, we wait with joyful hearts to celebrate the sending of your rule, Hakodesh. Hallelujah. Uh, our scripture for today is Psalm 67, which reads, Yah, be merciful to us and bless us. May you make your face shine toward us, so that so that so that you so, so that your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among all the nations. Let the peoples give thanks to you, Yah. Let the people give thanks to you, all of them. <clears throat> Let all the nations be glad and shout for joy. For you would judge the peoples fairly and guide the nations on earth. Selah. Let the people give thanks to you. Yah. Let the people give thanks to you, all of them. The earth has yielded its harvest. May Yah, our El, bless us. And may Yah continue to bless us so that all the ends of the earth will fear you. Sitting at the feet of, of, the, of our Messiah, Yahshua. Humility should not be a lonely experience. It ought to result in deep bounding and commitment. There is no stronger bond than, than one that comes out of humility. Does my humility separate me from others or bring us closer? Does my humility produce results, long-term results? Does it create an everlasting foundation upon which I am, which I and others can rely and build? So ask yourself that question. Now here's the exercise for this Shabbat. While we are in fellowship with the brethren, let's use our humility to build something lasting. Hallelujah. Here's our prayer for Shabbat, on this Shabbat. <clears throat> awesome Father, we thank you for empowering the body of Yeshua to be effective witnesses of your kingdom. We thank you for inspiring the hearts of men and women in all nations of the world to spread the truth to advance your kingdom. Thank you, Father, for giving us your Ruach to unify the body of Yeshua around the world. Hallelujah. Today on your Shabbat, we extol you as our Elk and King. We praise your name forever and ever. Every day, we will praise you and your name forever and ever. You are the great and worthy of praise. Your greatness is unsearchable, Yah. You always keep your promises, and you are gracious in all that you do. You help the following and lift those who are bent beneath their loads. Yah, righteous Father, you so love the world that you gave your one and only son, Yeshua, to, to that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We declare that the earth will be filled with the awesome, with the awareness of your splendor, just as the waters fill the sea. Your word tells us that there will be a great multitude of sheep and lamb that no one can count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before your throne and in front of the lamb, and they will cry out, salvation belongs to our El, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. We confess that every person, tribe, nation, peoples, and language will acknowledge that you are Yah, the mighty of the nations, and your son, Yahshua, the Messiah, is the liberator for all people. As kingdom citizens, we, we are not ashamed of the good news of Yeshua, for we know that it is the power of Yah at work, saving everyone who believes. Yah, as we work on as you as we work on our humility and continue to counter Omer, help us to be humble toward each other and unite the body of Yeshua in all nations as one that the world may know him at the full as the full measure of your love. Arrest the attention of the believer to make disciples of all nations. 
Bring forth a great multitude of workers to proclaim your message of salvation to every nation, especially those nations that have not have yet to hear about your great salvation and delivering power. Protect and watch over the missionaries who are dispatched around the world. Continue to provide for their family members and remind them that they are sure to include missionaries in their prayers. Merciful Father, forgive the people of the nations of the world, including the United States, who turn to other deities. Forgive those who, who, who do not willingly receive the love and covenant of your son, for they know, for they know not what they do. Forgive those in the body of Yeshua who refuse your discipline and yield to pride, competition, division, and isolation, and destroy our witness. We acknowledge that we have grieved your rule, Hakodesh, and limited your power when we yield to stubbornness, carnality, and unrighteousness. We confess that we have not loved the world as you love the world. We, have, we ask you to forgive and heal us so that we will have the desire to be, to be one, even as you and Yeshua are one. Remind us all through your Ruach HaKodesh of those we need to forgive and help us to be quick to forgive. Help us all not to yield to temptation, but deliver us all from the evil one. Ruling Father, you are the King of Heaven. You are Yahweh of hosts. You are worthy to receive splendor, honor, and praise, and you are and you for you created all things good. And by you, by your will they exist and were created. Kodash, Kadash, Kadash are you, Yahweh Almighty. The whole earth is full of your splendor. Through Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So it's day thirty five of counting the Omer, and we're excited. Um today we're gonna we're gonna be dealing with Again, operate, operating in your purpose. So we're going to take some from the Torah portion, and we're going, to, we're going to deal with that. So our scriptures today we'll be using will be Numbers 13 uh, through 15, and also Hebrews. And we, and we may go to Joshua too, but, but this is uh, important because many people in, in the Messianic community do not walk in trust, do not walk in their purpose, uh, walk outside of the purpose of Yah. And most of us do those things, we do these things based on what others say to us, based on others' opinions about us, and we don't fully obey the word of Yah because of what people say. Even when people may full well know what the word of Yah is. Amen? So I'm going to start today with uh, Hebrews chapter number 3, and um, beginning from verse 7. <clears throat> beginning at verse 7, and we're going to read out, try to read it to the end. Uh, and then we're going to go to Numbers 13. So <clears throat> Hebrews 3, 3 and 7 from the complete Jewish Bible says, Therefore, as the rule of Kakodesh says, Today, if you hear Yah's voice, don't harden your hearts as you did in a bitter quarrel. Uh, some, some, some Bible say the, the day of provocation. On that day in the wilderness where you put Yah to the test. Yes, your fathers put me to the test. They challenged me and they saw and they saw my work for 40 years. Therefore, I was disgusted with that generation. And I said, their hearts are always going astray. They have not understood how I do things. And in my anger, I swore that they would not enter my rest. Watch out, brothers, so that there would, so there would not be in any one of you uh, an evil heart lacking trust, which could lead you to apostatize from the living Elohim, from the living God. Instead, keep exhorting each other in every way, as long as it is called today, so that none of you will become hardened by the deceit of sin. For we have become sharers in the Messiah, provided, however, that we hold firmly to the conviction we begin with right through until the goal is reached. Now, where it says, Today, if you hear Yah's voice, don't harden your heart, as you did in a bitter quarrel, who were the people who, after they heard quarreled so bitterly, all those whom Moshe brought out of Egypt, and, and with whom was Yah disgusted for 40 years, those who sinned, yes, they fell dead in the wilderness, and to whom was it that he swore that they would not enter his rest, those who were disobedient. So, we see that they were unable to enter because 
of lack of trust. Now listen, lack of trust can cause you not to operate in your purpose. It can push you out of your purpose. It can cause abuse and neglect to come into your life. Now, now, before we go to number 13, we're going to go to Exodus 3. And I'm going to show you something. Because, because leaders have a responsibility to help people find that trust, to, to, to help people to walk, to walk the ways of Yah. So, so as a leader, you know, whether you are a pastor, whether you are uh, a more rare, whatever you want to call yourself, whether you are just, a, just someone that people look up to as an elder in, in, in a congregation, in a community, wherever you are, people look at, look at you. And, and sometimes, whether you like it or not, you are a leader. You are an example of, of, of who people used to look at. And so as leaders, we have a responsibility to live a certain way, to live the right way, not, not our own way, not how we think we should live, not how we feel, but we have a responsibility to live the way that Yah wants us to live. Now listen, now I'm talking. Now, who, now if, if you're watching this broadcast on YouTube or you see it on, on uh, Facebook or, 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 or Podbean iTunes, listen to me real well. You have a responsibility to obey the word of Yah. I'm not talking to the ones who are not born again. If you're not born again, if you're not saved, you don't have no you don't want to be saved, then this don't, don't even pertain to you. But if you say you are a believer, whether you want to call yourself a native-born Israelite or whether you want to call yourself one that's grafted in, this word is for you. So Exodus 3. Let me show you something because y'all, y'all comes to uh, Moses and he gives Moses a word. Let's find. Let, let, let's go to Exodus three, and I want you to see something. Three and sixteen. Yah sees Moses. He reveals himself to Moses by name. He tells Moses. He, he tells Moses, "I I am, or I will be what I am. Will be." He says, "Eyah, Eshah, Eyah." Is what he says in Hebrew. He says, "Eyeh, Asher, Eyeh." Then he comes and tells Moses, he says, I am Yahuwah, or Yehovah, or Yeve, however you want to pronounce it. But he gave him a yud, a hey, a vav, and a hey. He revealed his name to Moses. Then he tells Moses in Exodus 3.16, this is what he says. He says, go, gather the leaders of Israel together. Who? The leaders. He didn't say go to the people of Israel. He didn't say go, he, he didn't say go to the nation of Israel. He tells Moses, go gather the leaders of Israel and say to them, Yah, the, the God of our father, of, of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, <coughs> excuse me, has appeared to me and said, I have been paying close attention to you and have seen what is being done to you in Egypt. And I have heard, and I, and I have said, I will lead you up out of misery of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite. Now listen to this real well. To where? The land of the Canaanite, the Hitti, the Amori, the Parisi, the Hivi, and the Yavuzi. To a land flowing with milk and honey. They will heed to what you say. Then you will come, you and your leaders, you and the leaders of Israel, you and the who? the leaders of Israel before the king of Egypt, and you would tell him, Yahuwah, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Now please let us go three days' journey into the desert so that we can sacrifice to Yahuwah our Elohim. Now, that's a word that was given to Moses. And that word that was given to Moses, he was told to go tell to the leaders. As a leader, you have an influence over people. And as leaders, you help people to begin to operate in the purpose that Yah has given them because you are the one that can teach them the word of Yah. You show them how to be obedient, not just by what you say, but also how you live your life. Because as long as you pursue the Most High, as long as you cry to the Most High, as long as you seek His kingdom, the people will also. But when you begin to go astray, you lead them astray, then Yah's going to hold you accountable as a leader. So as leaders, 
we have the responsibility to operate in our purposes. And one of our purposes is to walk by trust, to walk by faith. So now we come to Numbers 13. Numbers 13, verse 25. Well, excuse me, before I even go there, before I even go to uh, verse 25, let me go to uh, Numbers 13 and 3. Said Moses dispatched from them, them from the Paran Desert, as Yah had ordered. All of them were leading men among the people of Israel. So Moses, by Yah's command, dispatched leading men. These are leaders who Yah tells Moses to use. One leader name was from the tribe from the tribe of Reuben, was Shemua, the son of Zachar, from the tribe of Shimon. Was Shaphat, the son of Hori, from the tribe of Yehuda or Judah, was Caleb, the son of Yephunneh, or Caleb, from the tribe of Issachar, was Yigal, the son of Yosef, from Ephraim, was Hosea, the son of Nun, or Joshua, or Yehoshua, from Benjamin, was Palti, the son of Rephu, from Zebulun, was Gadiel, the son of Sodi, from Yosef, that is, from the tribe of Manasseh, was Gadi, the son of Susi, from Dan was Amiel, the son of Gemini, from the tribe of Asher was Satur, the son of Machael, from the tribe of Naphtali was Nachbi, the son of, v v of, of Vafsi, and from the tribe of Gad was Geuel, the son of Machi. So these were leaders who Yah had ordered Moses to dispatch from the Paran Desert. So they were leading men from among the people of Israel. And so, and, and, and so now they go into the land. They, they, they get some of, the, some of the grapes that were so big that two men had to carry between poles and pomegranates. They go and see everything. So verse 25 says this. Forty days later, they returned from recovering the land and they went to Aharon and the entire community of the people of Israel at Kadesh in the Paran Desert where they brought back word to them and the entire community and showed them the fruit of the land. Push pause. They go. They come back and they show them the fruit of the land. Listen to that. They show them the fruit. What they told them was this. We entered the land where you sent us, and indeed it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. So the leaders come back. Now remember, we just read in Exodus, when Yah first called Moshe, he tells Moses to go to the leaders. Give them this word. This is what's going to happen. I've been paying attention to you. I'm going to deliver you, cause you to defeat your enemies. He named, he named the enemies. He said, I'm going to lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey. That was a word that Yah had given to the people of Israel. And he told, through, through their leaders, from Moshe. Moses tells him that. As time progressed, Yah begins to, to defeat Pharaoh. He brings on the nine plagues and the one judgment of death. To Pharaoh, he split the Red Sea, he provides water, he provides quail, he provides manna. While Moses is speaking to the people, Yah is using him to, because, listen, you're talking about millions of people. So Moses was not on a big platform speaking and millions heard him. Moses was speaking to the leaders of the children of Israel and they were going back telling the children of Israel, what y'all was saying. Because he's the leaders who influence the people. So now here it is in Numbers 13. They, 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 they take 10 leading men. 10 leading men from among the tribes of Israel. From the people of Israel. They name these men. The men go, they come back, and they said, man, listen here. Yes, sir. We went to the land. We did this and that. We brought back fruit. That's what they said. We brought back fruit. 
But then it says this right here. However, the people living in the land are fierce, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the Anakim there. Amalek lives in the area of the Negev, the Hitti, the Avusi, the Amori lives in the hills, and the Kanani live by the sea alongside the Jordan. Now listen, it don't matter where they live at. Now these people were in the land 40 days. Those folks in that land been saw them. They come back. When they come back, they confirm the word that Yah had already told Moses. They bring evidence of the trust or, or the word that was given to them. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Now faith, now trust is a substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. The, the, they, they had a word. And, and, and the, their trust in that word was a substance that they had. Now listen, that word that they had was fulfilled when they brought it back and showed the fruit of the land. When they came back as witnesses and said that it, it, it is indeed a land flowing with milk and honey. They said that. They said it. They showed the fruit. But then they said, however, the people in the land are fierce. Now, Caleb silenced the people around Moses. He says this, we ought to go up immediately and take possession of it. There is no question that we can conquer it. Because Caleb saw the distrust and he saw the other leaders begin to say something they should not say. So he silenced them. Because the, the, the leader said, listen, we got some of the fruit, but however, or, or in today's term, we saw this net, but. And whenever you want to put a but in the mix, it's something else coming up after what you have told them. So that says, however, the people are fierce. They begin to describe where that was at. Caleb silenced them and said, no, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we ought to go up now immediately. And take possession of the land. But here go the leaders. The leaders, the other leader says this right here. But the men who had gone with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread a negative report about the land they had reconquered for the people of Israel by saying, The land we passed through. In order to spy it out, is a land that devours its own inhabitants. All the people, all the people we saw there were giant. We saw Nephilim, the descendants of Anak, who were from the Nephilim. To ourselves, to ourselves, we looked like grasshoppers by comparison, and we looked that way to them too. First of all, how you know how you look at them? Because you didn't talk to them, they they didn't speak to you. And we can see when you read Joshua 2 that they were lying when Rahab said we heard about what y'all had done to Og and, and, and to, to the two kings. We, we heard what had happened at the Red Sea and our hearts became depressed. So these men are lying and these men are putting actually words in the mouth of those other people by saying that we look that way to them too. That's not the truth. But they spread a negative Report to the people. They pour them outside of outside of the, outside of trust, and they they begin to pull them outside of their purpose, causing the people to respond to what the leaders said. Because the leaders are the ones who the people are looking at. So now, verse fourteen, excuse me, chapter fourteen, verse one says this: At this, all the people of Israel. Cry out in dismay and wept all night long. They cried out in dismay, wept all night long, begin to grumble and complain against Moshe, Aharon, the entire the whole community. Now listen to this. Because before we go there, when you walk outside of your purpose, you walk outside of your trust, it causes you to do things you should not do. It causes you to have a desire to go back into sin. 
Listen, as we said, as we said this past Wednesday, the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but it's life without reason. And it's dangerous to be alive and not know why, why you are given life. And when you walk outside of your purpose, you begin to abuse your life. You begin to do things that you should not do. And you also begin to long for sin because you don't know who you are. You fail to acknowledge who you are. And a lot of that is done by the credible authority figures who we have in our lives that we today call leaders. So as a leader, in spite of how things look, we should have fortitude. We should be able to stand our ground and speak the word of the Most High regardless to the circumstances. We trust in and we lean upon the word that Yah has given to us in spite of how it looked in our eyes and in spite of how it looks in others' eyes. We are to stand based on how it looks from Yah's perspective. But when we don't, and people begin to see us go astray, begin to see us shake, then they shake. And so now we are held accountable. We are responsible for them going astray. So don't get beside yourself and say, well, you know what? It ain't me. It is you. You are a leader. You are the one that's persuading them. So because of the leaders, listen, at this, all the people of Israel cried out in dismay. And they went all night long. Moreover, all the people of Israel began to grumble against Yah's true leaders because of the negative leaders. So then this is what they say. We wish we had died in the land of our captivity. We wish we had died in a land of servitude. We wish we had died in a land of bondage. We wish we had died in the land of Egypt. Then these same people did not want to be in Egypt. Because when Yah met Moses in Exodus 3, he says, go tell the leaders, I have paid careful attention to your crime. And I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to feed these enemies, and I'm going to take you into a land flowing with milk and honey. But because of the, the, the word that was given to the people through the negative people, they wanted to go back into captivity. They want to go back they, they, because, listen, going to Egypt is like going against your redemption that you don't want to be redeemed because y'all had to redeem them to bring them out of Egypt. He had to remove sin from their lives and give them his word. And so going back is just like rejecting and rewinding, trying to undo all that Yah has done for you. We're going to read it to prove what I just said in a second. They said we wish we had died in Egypt or that we had died here in the desert. Why is Yah bringing us to this land where we would die by the sword? Our wives and our little ones would be taken as booty. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? And they said to one another, let's appoint a leader and return to Egypt. Now, because of, because of the lack of trust, at the other ten, 10 leaders were showing, it caused the people to want to pick a leader to rebel against Yah and go back to bondage. They wanted to go back to bondage. They wanted to go back to servitude, and they want to blame Yah for it instead of putting the blame on the leaders. Ha! Huh. So now listen to this. Because now, because now by this time, the people get gets upset. You got Moses and Aaron trying to come down. You got Joshua and Caleb trying to deal with them, trying to get them not not, not to rebel against Yah, not 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 not, 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 not to sin, do this sinful thing, do this abominable thing to Yah. But now, listen to this: the people want to kill Moses and Aaron and Joshua and Caleb. So verse 10 and 14 says, But just as the whole community was saying it should be stoned to death, the glory of Yah appeared in the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. And Yah said to Moshe, How much longer is this people going to treat me with contempt? How much longer will they not trust me? Especially considering all the signs I have performed among them. How much longer are they going to hold me in contempt? 
go against my authority, not have regard who I am after all of the, the things I've done for them. Because they've seen y'all how every time Moses spoke the word of what y'all was going to do, it happened from the river to the frogs, to the flies, to the locusts, to the darkness, to Pharaoh's son being dead, of, of, of even the sea splitting, or even feeding them the quail in the manner, how he provided, how he give, had given to them. And yet, because of a negative report of the leaders, they begin to pull the people out of trust, take them from their purpose, and cause them to grumble, want to go back to bondage, and want to commit murder toward Yah's true men. So Yah show, shows up. He shows up, and he asks, how much longer should I deal with these people? That hold me in contempt. So y'all deals with them. Now let me explain something uh, too. As a leader, if you if you are going to walk in contempt, if you are going to lead people astray by your negative reports, by your negative faithless words, by your disobedience to y'all's word because of your own circumstances, then y'all is going to deal with you also. You need to understand that. 14.36 says this. The men whom Moshe had sent to reconquer the land and who, when they returned, made the entire community complain against him by giving an unfavorable report about the land. Those men who gave the unfavorable report about the land died by the plague in the presence of Yah. Of the men who were, who were to reconquer to the land, only Yahushua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Yephunneh, remained alive. So let me explain that these people died by giving a negative report. So if we want to operate in our purpose, one, thing, one main thing that we cannot do is speak against the word of Yah in spite of how things look. We got to stand firm. Even as, as, as leaders, we got to stand firm. We can't get weary. You, 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 you have that joy. You keep that joy. You, there's no need to be depressed and shaking and down and out. You stand firm. And, and, and I'm speaking from experience also. That, that, that sometimes things won't go your way. But you still stand firm and you still hold on to what y'all says. Listen to this. This is what Yeshua said in Matthew 6. Hallelujah. After he's beginning to, to teach the people, and um, he tells them don't pray, don't pray like the hypocrites, don't Babylon, and he teaches them how to pray by, 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 by giving them our model prayer about saying, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us the food that we need today. Forgive us what we have done wrong. As we too have forgiven those who have wronged us, and do not lead us in, into hard testing, but keep us safe from the evil one, for kingship, power, and glory are yours forever. He gives them that. He begins to teach them about forgiveness and about don't, don't hold grudges, don't hold offenses, because y'all can't forgive you if you hold offenses. Then he talks about fasting in the, sa in, 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 in the same, in the same uh, 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 scripture. Then we're going to start at verse 19 of Matthew 6, where it says this. Do not store up for yourselves wealth here on earth, where moths and rust destroy, and burglars break, into, break in and steal. Instead, store up for yourselves wealth in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and burglars do not break in and steal. For where your wealth is, your heart, there your heart be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if you have a good eye, that is, if you are generous, that's what good eye means, your whole body will be full of light. But if you have an evil eye, or it means if you are stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can be a slave to two masters, for he will either hate the first and love the second, or or scorn the second and be loyal to the first, you can't be a slave to both Yah and money. Now, my reason for saying this is this, is this, this, this is the message that Yah has led me to say. Because the prosperity gospel is, 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 is not 
a gospel from the kingdom of Yah. Don't put, don't put in your mind. Don't store for yourselves wealth here on earth. And nowadays we have people just wanting to have some for themselves, make it about them. And Yeshua says, don't do that. Let's, 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 let's get finished reading. He, 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 talks, he talks about being generous or having a good eye. And in the context of this scripture, it's talking about being generous. It's not talking about being wicked or being nice. So anyway, therefore, uh, verse 25 says this. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds uh, flying about. They neither plant nor harvest, nor do they gather food into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they are? Can you... Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to his life? And why be anxious about clothing? Think about the fields or the wild irises and how they grow. They neither work nor spin thread, yet I tell you that not even Shlomo or Solomon in all of his glory has clothed as beautifully as one of these. If this is how Yah clothes grass in the field which is here today and gone tomorrow, thrown in an oven, won't he much more clothe you? What little trust have you? So don't be anxious asking, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or how will we be clothed? For if the pagans who set their hearts on all these things, for it is the pagans who set their hearts on all these things. But your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough troubles already. So Yeshua is coming, our Mashiach is coming, and he's trying to teach us to trust in Yah, to seek Yah, to get past you. That's one of the lessons that the children of Israel should have learned also in the wilderness is don't listen to the negative report of these leaders. So we have leaders today that give, uh, of, of the 10 leaders. So we have leaders today that do the same thing. They go outside the word of y'all or they bring y'all's word out of context or they try to feed off of the circumstances that you're dealing with or what they're dealing with and they give you opinion how they feel outside of Yah's word and it causes us to miss out on the promise. It causes us to miss out on the purpose. And when we begin to complain and grumble against the true word of Yah, it, causes, it brings contempt. Because it's just like saying that you don't give a regard or really care about what the Most High says. Now, Let's go back to Numbers 15 and let me show you something. Because y'all, after y'all began to speak to the children of Israel, after he punished them, he punishes them, he kills off these, these 10 leaders, and then the children of Israel get them and say, you know what? We, uh, we sinned, we did wrong. And they themselves were going to go into battle. They're going, but before we go to Numbers 15, let me just read it then. Numbers 14 and 40 says this. They arose early the next morning, came up to the top of the mountain, and said, Here we are. And we did sin. But now we'll go up to the place where Yah promised. Moshe, the true leader, who's giving them the word, trying to keep them. Hey, listen, don't do that. Moses, the true leader, says this. Why are you opposing what Yah said? You won't succeed. Don't go up there because Yah isn't with you. If you do, your enemies will defeat you. The Amalekim and the Canaanim are there ahead of you, and you will be struck down by the sword. That's what he tells them. Don't do it. The reason will be that you have turned away from following Yah so that Yah won't be with you. 
but they were presumptuous. And they went on toward the high parts of the hill country, even though the Ark of the Covenant of Yah and Moshe stayed in the camp. So the Amalekim and the Kanani, living in the hill country, descended, struck them down, and beat them all the way back. Beat them back all the way to Hamar. They got beat back, struck down, because of that. Because they still had changed their heart. They was being presumptuous. Let me explain to you. Yah's word is his word. He means what he says. Acts of disobedience, acts of rebellion, and bad leadership can cause trouble for your life. My advice to you is, if you, are, if you are a bad leader, turn from being bad, repent, and begin to do what's right. If you follow a bad leader, and you know they ain't doing what's right, stop following them, and begin to follow what's right. Because not only did Yah kill the people, he, excuse me, kill the ten leaders who gave a negative report, but he punished the people, allowed them to get whooped, and they could not enter into the promised land. And so now they had to stay in a place that was uncomfortable while they were defeated, all because of their lack of trust. Yeshua says this, listen, the same thing, don't be worried about what you're going to have, what you got, and what you're going to wear. Don't worry about what it looks like. Y'all understands how it look, how, what you need, what you got to have. Don't put your mind on those things. The pagans do those things. Who is a pagan? Somebody who does not know Torah, who is not walking in obedience, who is not walking in the way of Yah, who is not walking in the word. Their mind is worrying about what we're going to wear, what we're going to do, what we're going to eat, what we're going to have. Their mind is on what was me. I can't get ahead for losing. Their mind is on I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Their mind is on those things. But your mind, regardless to what you got on, what you got to wear, or what you're faced with, your mind should be faced on seeking the kingdom of Yah, seeking his way of doing things, following his ways. Because he's going to provide for you. He'll open the door for you. He'll make the way for you. He will be who you need for him to be. Seek his kingdom first and all of his righteousness and the things you need shall be added. Not your own way of doing things. Not your own circumstances. Operate in the purpose of trust. Trust y'all. Period. So now we come to Numbers 15, and it tells us something that, 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 um, that I think is very, very important. Because now Yah begins to speak about sacrifices. And he tells Moshe, when you get to the land, do this. But listen to this. He says in, in 1527, if an individual sins by mistake, he is to offer a male, a, a, a female goat. In, in, in his first year as a sin offering, the Kohen will make atonement before Yah for the person who, who makes a mistake by sinning inadvertently. And you didn't mean to do it. You did it, but you didn't mean to. He will make atonement for the person who makes a mistake by sinning inadvertently. He will make atonement for him and he will be forgiven no matter whether he is a citizen of Israel or a foreigner living with them, you are to have one law for whoever it is that does something wrong by mistake. So y'all say, you know, if you make a mistake, there's atonement. There is, some, there is forgiveness. There's atonement, you'll be forgiven because you made it, it was a mistake and it was, it was not done on purpose. It was inadvertently done. Even though it was wrongdoing, it wasn't done on purpose. You didn't mean to do it, and you didn't know it was wrong. So there's grace and compassion toward you. And, and I'm, I'm giving you this, 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 this message out loud today to know that if you're doing wrong and you don't know it's wrong, there's compassion toward you and there is mercy toward you. But now listen to this. We're going to read, we're going to read this in the Torah and we're going to go to Hebrews. We're going to read it in, in, in the Renewed Covenant also since you want to say you want to, you don't, we don't follow the Torah. Because we, guess what? We do follow the Torah. But since you want to use, use that excuse, we're going to give it to you both ways then. Hallelujah. So, verse 30 says this. 
but an individual who does something wrong intentionally. What's intentionally? On purpose. Mean to do it. Meaning to do it. Whether they are a citizen or a foreigner is blaspheming Yah. That person will be cut off from his people because he has had contempt for the word of Yah and has disobeyed his command. That person will be cut off completely. His offense will remain with him. Contempt. That means you defying, denying, disregarding, going against the authority of the individual who has set something in place. Contempt of court. Going against the, the, the order of the court. One thing that I say that I one example that I can use by because I worked 10 years for law enforcement is we had men who came and some females every now and then who came to jail for child support. And they were held in contempt of court. Why? Because the judge gave them an order that in this amount of days you want to have this amount of money. And the person did not have this amount of money to give to the mother or even or to the father of the child to help provide for the child. So but from the judge's orders, they were held in contempt because they did not do what they were commanded or what they were ordered to do by the word that was given from the judge. So when you are contempt of Yah, that means you are not doing or not coming or not giving or, or, or you're not meeting the goal or what he has set in place. And I'm not saying that the goal was too grievous because that's a lie. Yah's goals were not too grievous that a man could not meet them. If Yah said don't murder, he meant that. So guess what? You did not have to commit the murder. So the word says, again, Numbers 1530, but an individual who does Something wrong intentionally on purpose. Got to think about it. Whether they are a citizen or a foreigner, it's blaspheming Yah. That person will be cut off from his people because he has had contempt for the word of Yah and has disobeyed his command. That person will be cut off completely. His offense will remain with him. And here's the example that is being used in the numbers. It says, that while the people of Israel were in the desert, they found a man gathering wood on Shabbat. They found him gathering wood. They, those who found him gathering the wood, brought him to Moshe, Aharon, and the whole congregation, and they kept him in custody because it had, it had not yet been decided what to do with him. Why, excuse me, did they keep him in custody? Because they could not discern whether he done it on purpose or he did it intentionally. But as one person, excuse me, they could not decide whether it was done on purpose or whether it was done by a mistake inadvertently. They, they themselves could not determine whether he did it on purpose or if he didn't know better. So they had to consult with the Most High. And the Most High tells them this. Yah said to Moshe, this man must be put to death. The entire community is to, is to stone him outside the camp. So the whole community brought him outside the camp, threw stones at him until he died. And as Yah had ordered Moses because Yah knew that the man did it on purpose. Then Yah tells him to make the ZZ. The ZZ is to bring them into remembrance of the word, to remind them. My wife made a good point this morning during our Torah class where she said it's the same as uh, uh, she, she, she says that the ZZ is not taking the place of the Ruach HaKodesh or, or, or not, not replacing it. She said, but it, it kind of reminds you because the Ruach HaKodesh also brings you into remembrance of the word of Yah. It also convicts you of sin. And the ZZ is to remind you of the commands of the Most High. Listen, it, because this is what it says in Numbers uh, uh, 15, 39. It's to be a ZZ for you to look at and thereby remember all of Yah's commands and obey them so that you won't go around wherever your own heart and eyes have led you 
to prostitute yourselves, but it will help you remember and obey all the commands and be holy for your Elohim. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Egypt in order to be your God. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. So the, the, the Ruach HaKodesh convicts us of sin and leads and guides us into all truth. It keeps, the, it keeps us in check. And she, she, she didn't say it, it replaced it, but she, that, that was a good analogy that she had, which I agree with. Amen. But, but, but now we're going to go to Numbers 26. Excuse me. Hebrews 10, 26. And then we're going to go back and read Hebrews 4 and 12. So Hebrews 10, 26. Hallelujah. Says this. Says, That's the old covenant. We ain't got to follow that no more. We ain't under the law. That's that what they say. So then therefore, Hebrews 10, verse 26. Says this then. For if we deliberately, if we deliberately if we deliberately continue to sin deliberately means to do it on purpose right means you you you're trying to do it right so if we deliberately continue to sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but only but on, but only the terrifying prospect of judgment of raging fire that will consume the enemies. So then, therefore, if you continue to deliver to do wrong on purpose, there no longer remains the sacrifice, but judgment against you. Now, 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 now I asked a question earlier. Why did those people, why, why did they have to wait for y'all to respond? And y'all responded because y'all is the one that gave the word. Right? Now, Numbers uh, 4 and 12, excuse me, Hebrews 4 and 12 says this. See the word, the what? The word of Yah is alive and is active. It's sharper than in a double-edged sword. It cuts right through to where the soul meets the spirit and the joints meets the marrow. And it is quick to judge the inner reflections and the attitudes of the heart. Before Yah, nothing created is hidden, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. So then y'all understood the man's heart. He knew the man knew, knew better. The man got in the woods on the Shabbat. What's so wrong about that? Well, it's all kinds of wrong. Because y'all had already given the, the order of no work on the Sabbath. So guess what? Before there was a seventh day, what was there? A sixth day. And on that sixth day, that man could have got enough wood for that sixth day and for that seventh day. So he had to go back out until the first day. But he probably only chose to gather wood on the sixth day and didn't have a regard. So now here he is out here trying to sneak. And just like many of us saying, you know, I didn't know. But y'all understands his heart. So I'm telling you, as a leader, regards to what you say out your mouth. Hallelujah. Y'all know what you're doing. Those men came back. And those men said, you know what? We can't go over there. Those men came back to Moses and said, you know what? It got good fruit over there. Over there. Here is the fruit. And it does flow of milk and honey. But we can't go over there. And those men went against the word of Yah. That word that Yah had given to those men was given to Moses before, before it was given to those men. And, those, and, and Moses came back and he kept on telling them, we're going to a land flowing with milk and honey. We're going to go to this land that's flowing with milk and honey. We're going to have our enemies defeated. And those men knew that. They knew that before Yah sent Moses to Egypt to bring deliverance. And y'all tells Moses it's going to be a sign and the sign is we go, you're going to worship me at this mountain. And guess what? That faith, that word that was given to them to produce that trust, it came to pass. So those men saw Yah's word come to pass. They knew full well that Yah could perform his word regardless. It don't matter about the Yavusi or the, or, or the Hitti or, 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 or the Amori because those men saw what saw 
the most powerful nation at that time fold between their face when they saw Egypt drown at the Red Sea. They saw it when Yah killed all the firstborn of the Egyptians from the girl down in the meal to the dog's growl to their purpose to, 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 to the firstborn animal of the, uh, 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 of the animals. They saw everything die. They saw the river turn to blood. They saw the, the locusts. They saw the plagues. They saw how Yah provided quail. They saw how Yah provided manna. They saw how Yah split the Red Sea. They saw the power of the Most High. And as they saw this power, they also had the word that was given to them of how Yah was going to destroy their enemies. But then when it came to this right here, they outright rebelled against the Most High, even though they knew that the word that Moses had spoke was the truth. Here it is. Yeah, you was right. It's a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Here's the fruit. Yeah, you was right. But however, we can't go over there because in our eyes, we look like grasshoppers. And in their eyes, we look like grasshoppers too. How dare you fool despise the wisdom and the instructions of the Most High? Because of what you was looking at and how you see it. It's not about what you look at. It's not about how you see it. It's about what Yah says. So as a leader, humble yourself and tell the truth to these people. And don't be misleading folks. Leading them astray because you don't like what it looks like. Because you want to get the money. You don't have enough patience. So you're trying to bamboozle folks to come give you all the money. You want to get you a big old house. In a, you want to get you a big old boat. You want to get you a Cadillac or a Lexus truck or a Denali. Or you want to get you something tight or something nice. You want to get you a new jet. You want to have you a house on the hill. You want to have you big fields. You want to have your own lake, your own island. And that's not even what Yah had told you to do. He told you to put the focus on the people. Yeshua says, listen here, your heavenly father, he knows that you have need of things. Don't put your mind on those things. He understands about, 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 about what, what the clothes you're going to have. Look at Solomon. Solomon in all of his glory and all of his splendor does not look as good as one of these little lilies in the field. You can sit, you sit here worried and look at the, he, he begins to give the, 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 the understanding about the grass and how it's here today and then in the oven the next day. He said, y'all knows all that. Don't be worried about all that. The pagans worry about all that. But put your mind on seeking the kingdom of Yah first. Put your mind on Yah's original intentions. Put your mind on Yah's intentions and not your own. And y'all provide. Listen, and I'm telling you this, operate in your purpose. Because if you don't walk in your purpose, you can't make it in life. You know, we have many leaders who are misleading people. And, 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 and y'all is going to punish you if you don't fix that. It don't matter about you oper operating of catching out devils in his name. It don't matter about you prophesying in his name. It don't matter about you healing the sick in his name. If you are operating outside of Yah's Torah, if you are operating outside of Yah's principles, if you are operating outside of Yah's way of doing things, you are in sin. And guess what Yeshua said? He says, he going to tell them to their face, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, for I never knew you. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's, that's amazing that you want to go check, check back up and look into your word. If he says he never knew you, that means he's telling you that you don't have eternal life. And he never gave you eternal life. And if you don't have eternal life, you can't know God. What do I mean? Well, then let's go back to John 17 and 3 and we're going to get ready to end. Hallelujah. John 17, 3 says this. 17, 3 of the Gospel of John. And eternal life, well, since... since, since I don't want to bring out of context. I'm going to put my own stand on it. Let's just go to verse 1 then. After Yeshua said these things, he looked up toward heaven and he said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you just as you gave him authority over all mankind so that he might give eternal life to all those whom you have given him. And eternal life is this, to know you, to know who? Yah, the one true Elohim, and to him and him whom you sent, Yeshua the Messiah. So then, therefore, eternal life is to know Yah, the one true God, and Yeshua HaMashiach. 
So then, therefore, if Yeshua says that apart from me, you workers of lawlessness, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you, that means that you don't have eternal life, and he never gave you eternal life, and then, therefore, you're going to be cast into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. So then, listen to this. Get it together. Don't just be doing things in his name, in his reputation, and what he represents, but do things in line with his Torah. Do things in line with his word and walk in his ways. And if you do things in his ways, walk in his purpose, walk in what he says, then you operate in a true purpose. You can enter into the promised land. You can live a holy and separated life. And you can guard yourself and, and walk in the ways of Yah. And you will stop doing things in sin on purpose in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Yah, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Yah, for your loving kindness. Thank you for being so good to us, for keeping us. Yah, we ask you to help us to be obedient, to operate in your purpose, to walk in your, in your truth, to walk in your word. We glorify you. We magnify you for you are good to us. Forgive us, Yah, for disobedience. Forgive us, Yah, for complaining. Forgive us for grumbling against you. Forgive us for even having a desire to go back into sin when things don't work out how we think it should work out or look our way or go our way. Help us to humble ourselves, be obedient, be truthful, have the right motive. Not try to be seen, not try to be the star, not try to be great in our own eyesight, but help us to be humble, Yah. Walk in humility, be the servant, even if we don't get the recognition, even if we don't get the accolades in the crowds, even if we don't get the hand claps. Let none of those things matter to us, but let what matters to us be seeking your kingdom first, pleasing you, living for you, making you happy. Yah, we thank you and we glorify you in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Ivaechecha Yahuwah veishmarecha Yair Yahuwah panavelecha Ve'ihunecha Yisayahuah Panavelecha Ve'asimlecha Shalom May Yah bless you and keep you. May Yah make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May Yah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.